Welcome back to the Adventure Geeks podcast, where we bring the imagination of our fiction into reality through nature. Eric here. This is Ian. How are we all doing tonight? And we are going to be doing a Star Wars episode with it being such a big month and a half for Star Wars with Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker. coming out, what, December 20th? 20th yeah. Mandalorian and, just came yep, out on Mandalorian. Plus. Yep. Mandalorian just came out with episode one. Episode two will be on the 15th, which is... If you're listening to it on, what is it, Thursday night? Thursday night. It'll be Friday morning. Yep. And then, of course, with Jedi Fallen Order coming out tomorrow as well, we decided that we would do a Star Wars special. Mm -hmm. So, you want to begin with your comic of the week first? Uh, Sure. So, let's get the comics out of the way. So, uh, I didn't do DC or Marvel this this time. I did uh, Dynamite Comics. Uh, Okay, you, you... Eric's already snickering in the back. Yep, already already about it. Yep, uh, I got issue one of the Vengeance of Vampirella. He's been on a huge Vampirella kick recently, so, um, yeah. What? I think she's awesome, man. I mean... It, it it doesn't hurt that she's hot, though, right? Well, yeah, but then, like, so are, like, pretty much every other comic, uh, female comic character in history of comics. Continue, whatever. Okay, so, if anyone doesn't know, Vampirella uh, originally was published in 1969... She is... That's ironic. Oh! <laughs> La- and last week, he was getting after me for saying something extremely extremely similar. So, you got a sick mind, Eric. Yes, I do. You got a very sick mind. Uh, little backstory to Vampirella. She was originally... like She's got like, through, like several origin stories like every other superhero. Uh, originally, she is from a planet called Draculon, where... It's like it's it's like vampire vampires live there, and instead of water, they have blood. And she makes her way to Earth and decides to fight to fight evil. You know, mm-hmm. be, be, she's like a, a, I think she's like a she's sort of an antihero. Yeah, she's an antihero because you know she's well, I, I can't call her Superman with like you know truth, justice, American way. I mean, she's got like a little bit of a femme fatale going on, which I enjoy. Okay, so it she's a. Alien vampire who is just sexy. Got it. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, I can go with that. But dude, she's such a badass, too. So, anyway, Vengeance of Vampirella from Dynamite is a re release of the original 1994 run. And uh, actually, quite frankly, uh, I found out Vampirella wasn't owned by uh, Dynamite Comics until 2010. Hmm. Then it took on a darker and edgier role. So with the one that you have now, the Vengeance of Vampirilla, number yep. one, who wrote it? Let's see. We got written by Thomas Singowski. If you, I'm very terrible with names. We got Singo, Thomas Singowski. Art's done by uh, yeah. Michael Saint Maria. And you did a better job at pronouncing that than I would have. <laughs> don't, don't give me too much credit. So uh, basically, it's Earth. It's about 25 years in the future from present day, and Earth is pretty much destroyed, and most of the people are dead, either dead or enslaved by these, uh, chaos lords. There's, like, I'd never heard of them before, and there's no real, um, explanation for them. All I know is that they were, uh, sort of like alien devils that took over the world. Huh. 
So, uh... I do love how, as you're explaining this vampire story, mm-hmm. the Star Wars theme is going off in the background. Hey, vampire Star Wars are the same thing, right? I mean, it's st- this one started out in space, right? Yep. There you go. Exactly. Here's the connection. So, uh, Vampirilla was the champion of, of, of people until the Chaos Lord... And Vampirilla being, being a champion of the Earth is actually doing pretty good until the Chaos Lords create what I was described called uh, Mistress Nyx, which was basically an evil ver- evil blonde version of Vampirilla. Kills Vampirilla, she's been there for 25 years, all humanity is enslaved. Uh, people are still alive, but they're like living in subways and there's not many of them. And it looks like she's brought back to life by a few of uh, either her followers, disciples. I'm not... This is the first time I've entered into Vampirella, so I don't know all the uh, origin backstory with her. But it looks like a group of uh, rebels, so to speak, bring her back to life to fight, um, to free the world and, you know, kill uh, the bad guy, or bad girl in this, this case. Uh-huh. Interesting. So it's like a... Two gangs of vampire alien type shit. Yeah, I, I think that's basically the the best best one. Yeah, best way to describe it. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's actually it's, it's very violent. So if you want to read it, I, I recommend it. What, what what's it rated on the 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 back? It should be on the back. Well, it's T for teens. There you go. That's, yeah, that's that's what it's rated. Yeah, huh. yeah the, I like it so far, and I think the second issue comes out. Re- Pretty soon. Let's see. Isn't there quite a few of her lines um, out now? Yes. Yeah, hers. You got this. You got uh, Red Vamp. You got uh, Vampirella and Red Sonia, which mm-hmm. I'm reading. It's uh, set, set like in the Soviet Union during the 60s. And then you got the classical uh, Red Sonia, Vampirella, and Betty and Veronica, yep. which you were busting my balls about earlier. Uh, of course I was. Yeah. Called a guilty pleasure. <laughs> okay. We'll go, go with that. Guilty. Well, I, I can't say Superman all the time. I mean, I love Superman, but I can't, you know, it'll be too much. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to fall back on your ladies. <laughs> uh, see what I have to work with, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, that it? Yeah, that, that's it. Pick it up and uh, how about for you, Smartass? What, what do you got? <laughs> well, before we move on. Sure. So isn't Vampirilla like Dynamite's go-to? Like, you know how Dark Horse is like... Hellboy yeah. and, and DC's Batman, Marvel Spider-Man, what have you. So, from, from what I gather, her and Red Sonya are the the big gotcha. like showrunners for uh, Dynamite. Hmm. I I I might have to dive into some. Maybe not Vampirilla, but well, maybe something in Dynamite. Well, you could do Red Sonya, but um, it's, it's basically a, a chainmail bikini uh, warrior who's who's a, who's a badass, by the way. No, I'm sure she is. No, no, she is. Yeah, she's got red hair, which I, I, I love red hair. So, okay. uh, of, of course you do. What, what's wrong with redheads? What's wrong with redheads? All right, going on to mine. <laughs> so I decided to go into my vault, my my bookcase, and bring back something for Star Apple Wars. Vault. I decided to go with Star Wars Darth Vader from 2015. Mm-hmm. By writer Kieran Gillen, who, for those of you who have watched all of our other episodes, or not watched, but listened to our other episodes, mm-hmm. I also mentioned his other, one of his newer books, Die, the, the Lord of the Rings steampunk fantasy thing. Um, and the artist, Salvador LaRocca. And this is the, f- I believe, one of the first Marvel uh, comic lines when Marvel have bought the well, rights to... 
the Star Wars comic rights. Is this before or after Disney bought Marvel? This was after, because this is okay. 2015. Gotcha. Um, so this is among the first lines that Marvel put out for um, Star Wars comics. And it's supposed to be canon. So everything that happens nice. in this book supposedly is canon to the movies. So this this book is my my introduction to Star Wars comics. So I picked one hell of a good one. For starters, a, yeah, because this was like a, before this, there was like a lot of yeah, there's comic runs from yeah, the eighties and nineties. It was all over the place. But Eric, Eric, sorry, before you go off, did you ever read uh, Shadows of the Empire? I uh, actually had before this, I had never read anything Star Wars, even books, novels, damn, okay. or or um, I think Dark comics. Horse, I think Dark Horse did that. Yeah, did I believe they were they were owned by quite a few mm-hmm. different publishers. Um, but apparently Marvel's been doing it pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more popular Star Wars comics. So, um, so as the title suggests, it focuses on Darth Vader. Takes place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so it's supposed to be on the curtails of coattails. Curtails? What's a curtail? I don't Kurt Lazarus? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Is this like the just after the Death Star was yes, destroyed? Yes, it's supposed okay. to be on the coattails of when the Death Star was destroyed, and it's a it explains how Vader goes from such a devastating defeat to like being a ruthless, like strong badass in Empire Strikes Back with Hoth because at the at the start of the comic he almost has no army. Mm-hmm. The Emperor actually has replacements in line to replace Vader if he so huh. if he fails. And I'll get into it. Um, so it it it's kind of like him building up his strength and army. It's just like how Vader got his groove back. Exactly. I like that. So part of it um, focuses on him going behind the Emperor's back mm-hmm. to kind of snuff out some of the, the what he thinks are like little rats. In, in uh, the Emperor rats. Empire's uh, leagues, and um, so he goes behind the Emperor's back and um, recruits his own little army, which includes Doctor Afra, who is at the time a new female character who is supposed to be a criminal archaeologist mm-hmm. with an expert knowledge of droid and weapons technology. Do they have criminal archaeology in? The real world, our world, not that I know of. Okay. It was I was I had to read it a couple times. I'm like, what is that? Is this like you study archaeology to solve crimes? That's I what guess it? I don't know. Okay. Well, um, uh, anyway, well, I think along the lines of this, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like she goes to like archaeological sites and steals shit. Oh, I think that's what it means okay. by criminal archaeologist. Oh, she's a great driver. Okay, kind of like how. Huh, we're, we're going into the sequel, truly, but kind of how Ray steals stuff from the Rex and sells it. It's, it's different. That's to survive. And not technically, money. if we're going to compare the two characters, it's still a crime. <laughs> They're imperial scum. They don't, they don't have any rights. Uh, anywho, <laughs> um, she now has her own comic line is and is apparently the first original Star Wars character, not from films, to lead her own 
Marvel comic series. So you can actually go and get a Dr. Afra comic that's been oh. going on for the last couple of years. Oh, shit. Okay. She's actually a pretty good character, in my opinion, and has two sidekicks who consist of Triple Zero, which is a protocol droid mm-hmm. that specializes in etiquette, customs, translations, and torture. And basically, okay. it's an evil C-3PO who kind of gets off on torturing people. Okay, see, now, now when you say that, now I'm, I'm, I'm picturing C-3PO with his, his British voice torturing yeah. torturing Han. It, it, was, it was a cool twist. And then the other one is an... It, it's a BT-1 unit, which is basically a homicidal R2-D2. So he, like, yeah, unless like he's sh- programmed properly, he... Like goes off and kills whoever is does in charge have, of the droid. Does he have like uh, machine guns on him or something? He's Plastics? got like rockets and different weaponry on his back. Jesus! <laughs> so, dude, R two D two is like that in like the opening scene of New New Hope. The Tantive Four would have made it out. Yeah, and he Vader like bumps into her on or no, he doesn't bump into her. He actually goes out and finds her because he knows of her work and yes. recruits her. Because of her ability to reactivate droids. And it's interesting between their dynamic because it's kind of an uneasy dynamic. Because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Vader's only going to use you until you're not no useful. useful yeah, yeah, and get rid of her. And there was a couple times with the first 12 issues. Because this volume that I have is uh, the first 12. Um, Do you know how she, it ends? The entire arc, no. Okay. I do not. I, I might actually end up getting it, but um, a couple of times through this volume, she's like, all right, I know that you think I'm useless now. You can kill me now. Just please, like, saber me in the throat so I don't feel anything. I don't want to be, like, vacked into space and suffer that way. Ooh. So there's this, like, uneasy alliance between Vader and her, though... I won't spoil a whole lot, but Vader keeps her around for quite a while. And meanwhile, like, he has her do certain things, like, find out who the who was it that destroyed the Death Star. Does he not know? He doesn't know? Not in... Because he doesn't know... At this point in time, mm-hmm. Vader doesn't know that Luke is his son. Oh, I thought he always did know. No? He didn't know until, um... I think in this run he finds out that okay. Luke is his child, and Luke is the one who ends up killing or destroying the Death Star. Okay, all right. I, I, wow, my Star Wars is rusty then. Damn. Yeah, I actually ended up rewatching Rogue One last night, but um, that's the best one. We're gonna get into that later. <laughs> but overall, it's a it, the one through twelve is pretty good. He ends up. Um, Recruiting a droid Genosian hybrid army mm-hmm. and ends up bumping into replacements for him. So the Emperor has like a team of, of different warriors that are sent to replace Vader if he fails. So you have like these two twins mm-hmm. who wield lightsabers but they don't have the force. Okay. Then you have oh, um then you have this, like, robot, um, what was Mon Calamari hybrid, so the same species as Akbar, a- Akbar 
who <laughs> like takes inspiration from General Grievous. And then there's another one who is like a human uh human robot hybrid that has telekinetic powers that like controls different um it's got droids. The, it's got the eye, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. he, he she like can can control droids through okay. what I don't know if it's the force per se, but Science. Yeah, science. Hmm. Um, she has like a vent revenge plot because she feels for all the scientists that died on the Death Star because it was blown up. I, ooh, yeah, we could talk, we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, was everyone on the Death Star innocent or guilty? Well, uh, they're definitely <laughs> guilty, but um, and then there and then there's like he and. Vader then goes behind the Emperor's back to gain yep. a team of bounty hunters that mm-hmm. include, um, like, a evil Chewbacca. I forgot his name. I think it was Karsik Stan or something like that. <laughs> but it's, like, a darker... I don't want... Yeah, I think it's black Wookiee with a scar on his face. Okay. And then there was, um... Uh, I don't want to say Mandalorian because it's not confirmed, but... Someone who looks like Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Feet. What? No. Well, um, and oh. then there's uh, one... I forgot his name. It's a lizard, lizard-like bounty hunter. Bosk? Like Bosk. I don't think it's quite Bosk. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Let's see him right now. And you then, got... of course, there's an IG unit, because there, there's always an IG unit. Ah, uh, guest starring IG-88. It It is... Hold on. I'm at... It is actually Bosk, so they have Bosk back. The Mandalorian figure is actually like a midget, so it's a smaller, it's a shorter version of him. And then IG... I'm going to find it. IG-90. IG-90. Is that IG-88's cousin? Well, it looks... it From the panel I'm looking at, it's a red version of IG-88, and it has a like a minigun on it. So that's like their ragtag team. And then, of course, the Huts have a role in it somewhere. The Huts always have a role. But overall, very good. I recommend it. Nice. Yeah. So shall we... Where shall we start with our... With our Star Wars episode? So... We got our... There's... We can start with, like, what our viewing order is. So... As as a lot of you know, there are quite a few different ways to watch these movies. One of them is like the traditional when they when they come out. Then there's the machete order, which is like four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Or actually, no, the machete order is like four, five, six, and then you cut some of the movies out. Huh, okay. Well, what if you watch it backwards? So you start with like the latest one and go all the way back to well, that would make no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's like. The some orders that ignore the prequel trilogy altogether and That's you go okay. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. What is your preferred viewing order if you were to binge everything in everything like a week? Star Wars. Well, I'm a linear, I'm a linear man, Eric. So I would probably have to start with Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Yep. Work my way up through the uh, god awful movie that was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that was like. I think that was the weakest one, honestly. Out of. I agree. I think. Because, like, even The Last Jedi has some stuff that's good about it, 
I could not think of anything from Attack of the Clones that was actually good, other than the fact that it stemmed the Clone Wars animated show. Yeah, well, I can't even say like the the Battle of Genosha in the arena because no, that that makes no that makes no fracking sense. <laughs> I think I think overall that movie was the, definitely the weakest. But continue. it's garbage. Yeah, and you know, so Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I, I, that I saw in theaters. I enjoyed it. There were some parts that, you know, I think it was too whiny. That's my that's my problem with like the prequel trilogy. Who's, and I don't think it was exactly Hayden Christensen's fault. I think it's how it was written. It was written. I think the they told him like, hey, we need Anakin to be whiny and over emotional. So I want you to overreact to everything we, everything you do. Fair enough. I I am gonna say though that mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith I think is in my top three or four. Oh no, it's a great movie. Because it introduced so many good characters, including General Grievous. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure about Grievous. Well, what they did with him in the animated show, again, was was awesome. Did you ever see the 03 animated uh, Clone Wars? I think The by, movie? Not the... Was it, a, it was like a two-hour long... Yeah, it was a movie. It was a TV movie. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, could, I saw that. Okay, so you remember like those, like those three, four-minute uh, episodes every mm-hmm. week? Yeah, oh. That won so many awards back then. That was, yeah. that was my first thing in the Star Wars. I think Gendry Javosky, Jenny Javosky is the guy that did it. I'd have to look. I that that'd be really cool if it was him because he does so many good things yeah, now. He did Samurai Jack, right? He did Samurai Jack, and he came out with a new one called Primal, mm-hmm. which is up for a lot of awards too. And there's not even a single word of dialogue in it. Oof, it's nice. just such an emotional story that he puts together, mm-hmm. but. That's another tangent. Okay, sorry. Continuing. Then, then you got like your main trilogy. You know, four, five, six. New Hope, mm-hmm. Force Expect, Return of the Jedi, and then we, you know, the the Abrams verse or the the, the Disney verse, right? Which um, I don't know. I you want to go like with what our favorite like episodes were? How how would you if you how would you view it, Eric? I would go one, two, three. Yeah. So like what you said, then I would go. Let me think for a second. I'm trying to think of what takes place between... Oh, 1, 2, 3, then Rebels, yep. the TV show. Okay. Well, sorry, let me back up. 1, one 2, two Clone Wars, the yep. TV movie, then the the actual animated series. Okay. Then you go 3. Fair enough. Then you go Rebels. Yep. And then at some point, watch Rebels alongside Rogue One. And then you finish up Rebels because Rebels finishes up, I think... Just, after Rogue One. Yes, yes. Um, just before Empire Strikes. And then just before New Hope. Yes. So Rogue One, and then... Um, then you go New Hope. New Hope, and then... Empire Strikes Back. Back, yep. Then... Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Then you go Mandalorian, which we will talk about mm-hmm. briefly. <laughs> and then you go... Um, whatchamacallit? The Force Awakens. Force Awakens... Last Jedi and then Last Skywalker. Do, do we do we really need to talk about the Last Jedi? Yeah, I think we should mention it. There there are some highlights to it, but I just feel like every other podcast and channel has YouTube channel has a uh, already a uh, yeah we, yeah we don't need to go into it. But where I would plug in Solo though was what I was trying to think. Where does Solo take place? I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say it takes place between three and four. Well, yeah. Because if you go when Annie was a kid, that Solo, uh, Han Solo was definitely too young. Yeah. 
So I would say I would plug that in between three and four. Before Rogue One, probably. And maybe, like, around the same time as Rebels. Okay. Um, so that's kind of my viewing order, just chronologically. I think it works best that way. I, I can't think of any, any other way to view it. I mean, I know people like to mix and match, but it'll make no sense. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't like the prequels, so you would just eliminate the first three and just go with four, five, six. And well, you want to kind of... It's there. You can't, like, deny it happened. It's still there. True. But at the same time, maybe some people want to view it so that you don't know that Vader is Luke's father and who you don't know who Vader is yet. If you don't know who Vader is... Well, I know, but... I, and it's funny because for those people who are, I believe, Russian, mm-hmm. already knew who Darth Vader was when the movie came out because Vader in Russian is father. Or huh. it, It's either Russian or... Um, one of those languages in that area, one of the Cyrillic like languages, but Vader in that language means father, so it's Darth Father. So they already knew who it was. Um, but I mean, for the people who maybe prefer that, I would say okay. maybe. And a lot of people. Uh, you're thinking of Dutch, dude. Dutch, German, Dutch. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's gonna say. Father in Russian is something else. I, I forgot off the top of my head. You know more than I do. I tried learning Russian. I, I failed miserably. I took four classes. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my Spasiva, head. Spasiva, Come, Red. Gulag. Anywho. So that's how kind of I would um, view it. Favorite one is always going to be Empire, and a lot of people love Empire Strikes Back. As their yeah, that's the one of my picks. Although, I would consider Rogue One very close, only because I enjoyed it. It was outside of the main Star Wars, I guess, genre. Right. If you notice, it's always about the Skywalkers, and just one movie, I was like, alright. Yeah, yeah, we can go into it. Like, okay. is, Sky, is Star Wars Skywalker? Because moving on, after Episode Nine. We're not going to have Skywalker movies, so mm. we'll, we'll get into that. But I agree. I think Rogue One was very well done, and the effects were awesome. The way they great, directed yeah. that movie was really good. There were slow parts to it, though, I think. Some of it was a little slow. Oh, slow. What? What parts didn't you like? Well, it's not so much I didn't like it. It's just a lot of it was slow because, you know, you have that final battle, like, in the last, what, half hour? Yep. But other than that, there's, like, what... When they were rescuing Galen or so. Yep. And then the very beginning, and that was it. There was, a, there was a chunk of, like, 45 minutes where it was, like, interrogation or or figuring out where Galen Erso was. Oh, yeah, he had, like, the stuff on Jet, uh, Jetta, you know, fighting I in the mean, city. There, the there, were, there were chunks that were kind of slow for me, but overall, I really liked it. I would probably... I kind of like it... As number three. Yeah. Because I'd go Empire, surprisingly, and a lot of people are going to not like me for this, but I like Revenge of the Sith as number two, and then Rogue One okay. as three. Because Revenge of the Sith had a lot of really good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Take out whiny Anakin, and you have one of the best, albeit most drawn out lightsaber battles, but like it it was a lot better 
better than some of the other lightsaber battles throughout it, this, the it, saga. It is one thing I'll give the prequel trilogy. They did a great job with like the CGI and the lightsaber duels. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Remember uh, A New Hope? It was Obi-Wan and Darth just poking each other. Oh, two old yeah. guys poking each other with sticks? Yeah, and then Revenge had Yoda versus the, the Emperor. Yep. And the revealing of who the Emperor was, even though it was kind of obvious. Okay, Eric, I gotta ask you a question. When you were watching uh, Phantom Menace as a kid, and uh, I just had a conversation with my brother earlier. Um, did you like understand all like the like the political BS mumble jumble? It was that, nonsense. It was nonsense. Okay, <laughs> I'd have to rewatch it, but I I remember it being just utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. And I think it was only when we got I got older where I realized that oh, the entire movie was about Palpatine. You sur- like doing like some Manchurian uh, yeah candidate bullshit, bullshit. Uh, yeah. be. Um, be Chancellor, that makes sense. Okay, that that explains why we have uh, Darth Sidious, Palpatine, talking with the Trade Federation to. I mean, that that makes total sense now. Wow, where the hell was I when I was a kid? <laughs> yeah, then, just, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, just you know, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't as smart as it. I wasn't as smart as it. Well, yeah, I was. I mean, even Phantom Menace had some positive. A lot of people like view it as the worst, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? Phantom Menace had Darth Maul. Yep. And the final battle in Phantom Menace was awesome. Yeah. Between him, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan, that was really well done. I liked that a lot. Did you like the pod racing? I did like the pod racing. It was a, it was a change of pace for Star Wars. I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. The, but then obviously you have Jar Jar and his whole plot, and I was like, all right, this guy is fucking. Lisa. The Eddie, worst Eddie, character Eddie. in Star Wars. Actually, um, if you were online, there are some fan theories that uh, Jar Jar is actually a Sith Lord. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, read, I've read all of that that interesting stuff. Me, the Sith! And I remember there was a couple people that, like, focused on a couple scenes he was in because he was able to jump, like, super high or something in one yep. of the scenes, and they were like, that's a Force <laughs> user. He's using the Force. He's the Emperor. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, or you know how you know I I uh, I learned when I got older, Lucas put a lot of stereotypes in that uh, episode one movie. Jar Jar was like the space Jamaican, Watto, Anakin's old bot master was a uh, space. Ch- yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And the the gun the the trade the the Numians the Minions and uh, the Trade Federation. Mm-hmm. They sound like a stereotypical Asian Asian businessman. I'm like, how the hell did this get past? Like the viewing sensors, nobody. I never even thought of that. Didn't think about that. No, no. <laughs> until just now. I just, I just thought about it. Like nobody's like George. W- what the hell? Like we can't put this on TV. <laughs> the only thing I will say about mm-hmm. Phantom Menace that they should have done, but mm-hmm. they made up for it in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. They should have kept Darth Maul around for a while because yeah. there was a lot of people who liked his character. I, I think that only happened after the movie was released. Yeah, that's true. Well, it it was almost like the Boba Fett scenario. Yeah. You didn't know anything about Boba Fett. He just looks so cool. And he dies, and then you have a whole fan base for Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with, well, Phasma a little bit in the newer ones, but... Yeah, I was a little disappointed with Phasma in uh, The Last Jedi. I I, I didn't really find her interesting, to be honest with you. She was just a clone trooper. Well, not a clone trooper, storm trooper. It's it's, it's Gwendolyn Christie, dude, Brianna Tarth. Yeah, true, but, like, if you hadn't known that that was her would you have cared yeah probably still yeah nah you full shit (laughs) (laughs) uh what was i gonna say well going back going back to revenge of the sith 
they also General Grievous, who en- ended up being a pretty popular character. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stand by my opinion that that's number two for me, and then number- Rogue One's number three because it introduced okay. a lot of a lot of characters that were later brought into like the cartoons and the other yeah, movies. So very true. I don't know. I enjoyed Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I mean, everyone's... Everybody does. That's almost the perfect movie. It is. Uh, I think Rogue One was my second choice. Third choice, I'm not so sure. I think it's... Uh, and I, I, like As much as I like Revenge of the Sith, I, I can't see myself totally enjoying that movie. And um, I got some problems with the Abramsverse. I mean, The Force Awakens is great, but it's just like a rehash of A New Hope. Well, yeah, it was, it was too safe. Yeah. So what I thought was the problem, the problem with it, or why we deserved it, like mm-hmm. it was a good thing because it was basically taking a new hope and putting in a lot more special effects. Yeah. So it was, it was almost like a reboot in a way where it was actually an appropriate reboot mm-hmm. because if you look at the special effects of the original three, they weren't that great. <laughs> well, and because for it, its time, they were great. Well, yeah, of course. For its time, it was great. But now looking back, we're like. Okay, that is one franchise that I can agree that maybe should be remade because it's science fiction yeah. and because science fiction revolves around technology. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think there needs to be another reboot like that? No. I think... You get a lot of pissed off fans. Right. And we'll go into that a little bit later, but... I I mean, Force Awakens was good, but again, it didn't really bring anything new to the table. No. Nah. I will admit, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> I cringed a little bit when they released the Star Killer base. And I was like, "Motherfucker, we have another Death, Death Star. Star!" Yeah, how many freaking Death Stars are you gonna have in this this universe? It's ridiculous. And the only way to destroy it is a very pilot has to fly through this one section yeah. that's supposedly imperishable, but I, it isn't. Yep. Yeah. Totally, I totally get it. Uh, like, I totally understand. Come up with something new. Yeah. You know what? I should say my number three choice should be A New Hope, just because it was the OG. The, the OG, yeah. The mothership. And I believe when George Lucas was first uh, filming and making that movie, he didn't have... Um, he didn't think it would succeed, so he didn't even have a plan for a sequel. Really? Yeah. Damn. Because he didn't know how people would receive it. I guess that makes sense. But No, that does make sense. I mean, I'm glad he did. Yeah. Empire ended up and is still like one of the greatest movies to ever come out. I think Empire, it it went a little bit away from Lucas's like touch. I don't know. That 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 those are some fan theories I've read on some stuff I read online. I mean, it was certainly a darker tone than the first one. And uh, if you've noticed, uh, Lucas is not the greatest in uh, dialogue or like, all like detailed Fair. story. Yeah. Fair. I think uh, I think I told you once there was a YouTube video I saw of uh, Mark Hamill being interviewed a couple of years after New Hope, and uh, remember the scene where in the exit hyperspace out of uh, from Tatooine they, they go to Alderaan and it's been mm-hmm. destroyed, and uh, later him he's arguing with Han like it's gone. I think Mark Hamill said something like that. That wasn't like what he said to Han wasn't the original script. It was something. It was something like, uh, but you know, the Empire is all around us, and they took out like some some technical, scientific, tactical answer. Oh, uh, that would, okay, got it. Yeah, and and they, I think I watched that interview yeah. actually because they were like, yeah, like he really had to, to dumb down what the science behind it was because yeah. like the normal viewer wouldn't really Let's understand, understand yeah. what was gonna happen. 
Yeah, it's it's like that's why I don't like freak out too much about like comic movies that come out. I know right. like comic big hardcore fans will get annoyed and angry with the details, but I'm like, guys, you need to. They have to reach out to a wide audience. They they kind of need to right. make a general and that that kind of goes back to our science fiction versus fantasy episode yeah. where we were discussing that like science fiction does have that needed that needed responsibility that they have to explain the science a little yeah. bit. But I mean, Star Wars, you can make the uh, argument that it is a bit fantasy because you have the Force, the force yeah. which is technically magic. Um, I guess every sci-fi series you can say has some sort of fantasy in it. Battlestar, did you see Battlestar Galactica? I did not. Oh, man, I got I got to get you into that. Uh, I'll show, the 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 Ron Moore version of Battlestar Galactica, the uh, seventy efforts a little campy. Well, I mean, you could make the argument that um, Terminator doesn't have any fantasy elements in it because it's mm. just time travel. Yeah. But, time travel. Time travel. Uh, but moving on. Yep. Uh, one of the new things that we should probably discuss, and spoiler alert for those of you who haven't watched it, we we should definitely talk about The Mandalorian in the first episode yes. a little bit. So, from my understanding, mm-hmm. there were no negative reviews for this episode. Not from what I've heard. Came out with Disney streaming service on Come. Tuesday. Takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, 25 years before Force mm-hmm. Awakens. So it's in that territory of that we haven't really explored yet, which is really freaking cool. Which I think it's all been retconned, right? Ever since Disney took over the uh, rights of Star Wars. Because I th- remember when I was growing up, they, they had like comics and movies and video games about, uh, well, not movies, but uh, video games and uh, novels about mm-hmm. um, after the. Uh, battle like Return of the Jedi, with a uh, Kyle Katarn. Yeah. So this means he's he's no longer around, right? He's, he's... correct. <sighs> I believe so. Kyle, I'm so sorry, buddy. But um, this was really cool because it dove into like the roots underneath the roots of Star Wars, which when George Lucas originally was making the movies, mm-hmm. he had a heavy influence on Kurosawa's. Kurosawa samurai movies as well as spaghetti westerns hmm. and this down. show so far has screamed western yes it like, has I forgot what what planet were they on in I, well mainly in the first episode I don't think they actually mentioned the planet name it looked a lot like Tatooine though uh, I don't think it was Tatooine but it looked a lot like it Tatooine Dan, Dan, not Dantooine um, I don't remember yeah it was, it was I think it was part of the outer rim yeah, different but, part of the outer rim, right? But it was basically the man with no name because yep. the Mandalorian, while he does speak, he doesn't speak a lot, mm-hmm. and he's that lone figure. Did you ever see the end of those little spaghetti westerns? With the a long sword? time ago, oh, it was a classic. Long time ago, but dead or alive, it's your choice. And it was a brutal show. It may, mm-hmm. it was, it was still rated like PG, but there was a scene that. He like closes oh, the, the blast. Yeah, he closes door. He closes the blast door on a guy and cuts him in half. Mm-hmm. And he he ends up freezing that that what was one of his bounties carbonite, in yeah. carbonite, and you see a whole plethora of carbonite. So there was a subtle nod to to uh, yeah. Empire in Return. Hey, he's got a job to do. Yeah, I think it was just it was very cinematic too. I think. And has definitely 
ups the game of TV production and TV like expectations. Yeah, TV expectations for TV shows. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking more forward to the rest of the show. Um, it basically follows the Mandalorian. Well, a Mandalorian it looks like Boba Fett, but is not. People seem to think that Boba it's Fett not- survived, but. As far as I know, he's dead. In Legends, he survived through the retcon. He's uh, still in the yeah, um, Sarlacc, the cocoon. But, I mean, s- similar costume. S- and I think the coolest thing about this show so far, other than the ending, which we'll get to, is the introduction of the guild, mm-hmm. the Bounty Hunter Guild. And it shows, like, well, what was the medal? The Mandalorian <sighs> medal or something? Imperial, yeah. Um, yeah. It's Imperial medal. That he, like, works for so he can upgrade his armor so mm-hmm. that it's more blast-resistant. Which saved him in that one scene. Yep, and then he, like, ends up working with a, a couple other bounty hunters, like, um... What was the IG... IG-19, I think. IG-19... Yeah, IG-19, who is voiced by Ta- Taika Waititi. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm picturing a Korg. <laughs> hey, man, I'm IG-19. I'm here to kill this ba- get this bounty. Uh, let's go in there. And it was masterfully written because the comedy was there and dark, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, overly obvious unless you really listened to the dialogue. It didn't get in the way of the story. Exactly. And it was perfectly portrayed in IG-19 when they're in the shootout. And he's like, self-destruct. I'm, I'm do, not self-destruct. <laughs> do, do not self-destruct. Do not self-destruct. Destruct. Self-destruct. No. Um, so, like, yeah, like, the way that it was written, the way it was directed, the special effects, other than um, when he would, the bounty, the the Mandalorian was training to ride. What was it? What was the alien? Called? Oh yeah, the, the yeah the the rat, like yeah. the big rat. It was like a new alien creature that, like most of its body was a mouth and he- uh, eyes mm-hmm. with short stubby legs and arms. Mm-hmm. And he was training to ride it because supposedly he needed to, like, learn how to ride the mount to get to where he w- he was <laughs> supposed to go. And the CGI was a little faulty with that, but I get I get why. Um, it's probably there's a, a jetpack on. Yeah, right. Like a jetpack would have made more sense. Yeah. But the CGI for those creatures was a little wonky for me. However, again, it's a TV production, so maybe that's where they were trying to cut and save money a little bit. Yeah, but uh, it's Disney. You should they should be able to throw millions of nah, dollars that's in, true. A, in a production. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. What'd you think of the episode? I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I like the fact there's no Skywalkers in it. Yes. Did you Did you think it felt like Star Wars? Uh, a little bit. Uh, it, it, it felt a little bit like Star... I'd say, like, I don't know, like, 30% for me with the Star Wars, because... Okay. Okay, like, the... Um, you know, you got the different aliens, you got the the planets, you got, like, the, the, the cool bla- the blaster sounds I enjoyed when I was, you know, when you were growing up, you do that playing Captain Robbers. Right. I uh, didn't... I don't know. It felt more, also, a little bit like, um... Well, before I said Western, kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, it's definitely a western. Yeah, that, that's what they were going with. But I think the key mm-hmm. that made this so good and so interesting is the world's already been established. Yeah. So there's no world building. Really, well, there is, but there isn't. 
it's not focused on world building. It's focused on the character and what he does. Mm-hmm. And unlike all the other Star Wars movies, which I think is part of the my problem with Star Wars movies in general, is they cut to different planets a lot. They do. Overall. And this one pretty much stayed in one place. I think they do end up going to a di- one other place, but it wasn't like... like Five minutes here, five minutes mm-hmm. there, five minutes here, five minutes there. It was very the transitions were not as frequent and they stayed on those planets longer. I, I, I did enjoy the um the nod to the Empire and like the not the transition but like the precursor, like, alright, I can see why the first order came about. Cause right. like in return you may have destroyed the Death Star and everything, but that mean doesn't mean you controlled every single like destroyed every single Imperial power. Right. And it was in what also worked, and it it's more prevalent in video games a bit, especially ones that don't have like a built-in story. Mm-hmm. You can tell kind of what time period it is, and what the story is based on what happens in the background, mm-hmm. because you have like one scene where you see those stormtrooper heads on the spikes. Yes, and you can see like the the world in disarray and it doesn't need to be at the forefront you can see it going along in the background kind of like how we discussed the joker it's the same thing and i i really liked that how they spend more time showing than telling so you can tell what the store the what the problems around him are without them explaining it like imperial currency is no good i need i need money to get exactly exactly and then all the different Star Wars nods throughout, mm-hmm. like of course the. Uh... D- did you enjoy the the one who was walking to the guild, and remember uh, Jabba the Hutt's uh, little, not mask up, but like a gesture. Cr- Slacious Crumb was like this little this little rat. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you like the like what was getting cooked and like his brother yeah, with the, that, the kid. <laughs> that and and then of course like the blaster sounds and then the carbonite yep. Yep. was another nod. And then the biggest one, at the end, his bounty that he's going to collect. So before we get into who it is, he was sent to to an undisclosed... The only thing that... It's like a desert planet. Yeah, he was... The only thing that his um, employer gave him was a tracker. He gave him no name, no specific location. Just the fact that it was a 50-year-old being that he was going to be hunted down. So throughout the show, we're like, all right... Who's he killing? Who's who's he gonna end up capturing? Because I believe he wanted him alive, right? Uh, they said alive, but if dead, then they don't need proof of proof of my death. Okay, gotcha. And I believe they said like alive is worth more. And yeah. If, if they have to kill it, it's it's um less. Mm-hmm. But the only thing he knows is the age. No physical description. No nope. nothing. Just the locator chip, and that it's fifty years old. Now, after a total, like, Western shootout mm-hmm. with a bunch of... of mooks. Yeah. Alien go, mooks. <laughs> he, uh, the Mandalorian and IG-19 go into the room mm-hmm. and find, like, there's nobody in there. And they point the, the <laughs> locator chip and it's to this, like, floating little cradle mm-hmm. thing. They open it to find a baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. Which... It's not Yoda because the timeline wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense. It's of that species, that same species. It's Yoda's bastard child. Yeah, it could be Yoda's <laughs> Yoda's son or something, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's of Yoda's species. 
Um, Him and Yale got busy in uh, the prequels. Right, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and because of the age thing, it makes mm-hmm. sense that Yoda would, the Yoda alien species thing yeah. would be 50. So it was so ingenious the way Favreau directed mm-hmm. that. And, um... IG-19 goes to kill the baby anyway because that's his orders. Yep, and then then the Mandalorian kills IG-19. Yeah, which I was sad about. I don't think he's gone, though. Probably not. If if it's like a, if he's a robot, he'll, he'll be uploaded to another Yeah, I, th- I think they'll... I, ho- I hope they do one of two things, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of stealing this idea from the Geek Buddies podcast because they said the same thing. I hope that they either keep IG-19 like he like fixes himself and he's mm-hmm. back at it, or they carry Taika Waititi's voice, voice into upgraded models of that same <laughs> unit so that he doesn't really go away. I think either one of those would be awesome. I'd be down for that. Um, but the biggest question that I'm interested in now is, you know who hired the Mandalorian, but that the employer also has a higher-up that he reports to, and I'm curious as to who that is. All right, we can assume it's an Imperial guy, right? Yeah, but is he, like, a new character, or is is he a famous old character that we already know? It's Palpatine. It's Palpatine. He survived the explosion on the Death Star. You laugh, though, because maybe they used the Mandalorian to explain where the Emperor has been all this time, because they're, bring, there's, they're bringing him back for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, is that confirmed? I mean, I know we got like the laugh in the trailer and everything, and the the fucking movie poster has the emperor in it. <laughs> Maybe it's a robot version of the emperor. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a force ghost. Could be. Like Eric, he he went down the, a shaft to the Death Star's main reactor. He got incinerated. I I don't. Unless they can do like some sort of ass pull, I don't know I don't how know. they're gonna be able to. You know who I hope it is though. I hope it's Snoke. You and think I Snoke? hope. I hope they explain who Snoke is, because hmm. that's my biggest gripe with Last Jedi, is they just kill off Snoke and you don't even know who he is. Is there any backstory to Snoke? None. I think there was a comic maybe written about him or something. Okay. But they, it, there's no like at the forefront ex- explanation as to who he was. I'll be damned. All right. But um, so that leaves us. So what we know. Yep. About future projects. Number one would be obviously the Mandalorian. That yep. actually, the first episode just came out. Mm-hmm. They're already filming for season two. Nice. How Fe- many how many seasons do they want to go for? I don't know. I have no clue. All I know is Favreau posted, I think today, saying mm-hmm. that um, filming for season two is already undergoing. Okay. Um, so there's the the continuation of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Then there's an Obi Wan show coming out i think next year i think yes as soon as next year it's supposed to take place eight years after revenge of the sith with ewan mcgregor yep and i th- i think i wanted to say each of those star wars shows were so- only supposed to be three seasons three seasons okay i think something came out about it but i'm not 100 percent sure then we have a uh, rogue the rogue one prequels yeah series yeah uh f- it's focused on cassian andor mm-hmm um, so it would, yeah, I was going to say it has to be a prequel to Rogue One because everybody dies in Rogue One. Maybe they don't die. No, because that would ruin the whole emotional ending. I wouldn't like that. Um, and then they are coming out with 
another season of the Clone Wars animation, yes, which is awesome. I loved that show. It was a great show. I think it's if you don't compare it to the movies. I think I that think, I think it's the greatest work from Star Wars there is. Yes. Because they take so many side characters from the movies and flush and give, them out. Yeah, they flush them out and give them the limelight. And most of those side characters end up being better than the fucking Skywalkers. I I'm sorry, I don't really find the Skywalkers all that interesting other than Darth Vader. You don't think so? What about Luke? I think I would have liked him better if he turned evil. Instead of like oh, a, a homeless like lunatic. You always say that you want them to turn evil. It would have been an... an You're so th- negative. Even Mark Hamill admitted in an mm-hmm. interview that he wanted Luke to turn evil. Because it would have been a good turn of his character because of all that he had gone through. So he would have had a Luke Skywalker Joker. Yeah, that would have been cool. See? You're making that even better. <laughs> um, anywho, that... I don't, I don't know when that season comes out. I'm not sure either. Uh, I want to say it's soon, though. This got to be within like, the next year. Already I think it's 2020. It. Okay. Um, hindsight's, hindsight's 2020. Huh? Huh? Now, hmm. now oh. I think the... Hold on. So as far as that goes, I think that's all that's been announced mm-hmm. because there was the whole debacle with um, D.B. Weiss and what's the other writer for Game of Thrones? I, I call him Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and, yeah. Sorry. They're, the writers for Game of Thrones... Season 8, goddamn you, goddamn you. ...said that they dropped the Star Wars films that they were supposed to do mm-hmm. to go for Netflix because Netflix apparently hired them and what they're doing with Netflix is too, taking up too much time. Oh, jeez. I find it kind of BS because I, I truly think maybe Lucasfilms fired them because of... Not only season eight, but because of what they said at um, some, I think it was an uh, the Comic Con in Austin, Texas. They came out and said basically they had no idea what they were doing when they were doing Game of Thrones. That actually makes a lot of sense. So I don't know what the truth really is, but regardless, good riddance. Um, so they're willing to do. I think you you said something about one of the future Star Wars films, right? Did I? What did I say? You said, I think you said that Ryan Ryan Johnson is supposed to direct one Star Wars movie. There's supposed to be a new trilogy, and I I cannot tell you when it's going to happen in the next couple of years. Ryan Johnson's supposedly going to direct the first one. Yeah. And I have no idea what it is about. And I don't think we'll find out for a while. We will not, no. So, as far as the movies go, they did say that they they were going to take a bit of time before they move on after episode nine i believe they said i believe the next star wars movie they they were aiming for 2022 2024 and 2026 but that leads me to the question where do we go after the conclusion of the skywalker saga this is a question of where do you think the company is going to take star wars or where do you want star wars to go i mean we can talk about either or okay uh, well, for the company, I'm not entirely sure. They might go back to, like, you know, I think you said earlier, like, Knights of the Old Republic. That's my logical thinking and what I want. I think we need to go to the beginning of it all with mm-hmm. the original Sith and the original Jedi 
when before we had the stupid and this is one of my gripes about Star Wars 2 mm-hmm. why the hell would you go with the power of two for the dark side yep. when you can have a plethora of Sith to help you out against the Jedi because the Jedi were so numerous well in the prequels anyway well, are you talking like you know one Sith Lord has one apprentice yeah why would you do that when you can have like maybe it was originally multiple Sith Lords and each one had their own apprentice because don't most of the Sith die during like the, the Sith War it's like Sith 3004 well, in, the f- in the past but then if you go into Rebels you have the Inquisitors which are basically Sith are, are they Sith? they're like Sith but not Sith I don't remember if they have force abilities, but they do have lightsabers. Anybody can have a lightsaber, dude. Which is muddled because originally in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars show, the lightsaber comes from the Kyber Crystal, and one of the Jedi Padawan traditions is they go into the cave, yep. and they have to find their Kyber Crystal using the force. Hmm. Which is, I, I wish they would clarify that because according to the cartoon, you can only wield a lightsaber if you can use the Force. Which so, has been so muddled between the movies and the other cartoon shows. You mean that one scene in the Empire where Han takes Luke's lightsaber to cut the uh, Tauntaun open? Yeah, and well, freaking even like with Finn in the recent ones, Finn can wield a lightsaber and he can't use the Force. Oh, yeah. And so, then, of course, they kind of contradict themselves in the Clone Wars because you have the Mandal- the Mandalorian Darksaber. The oh, first yeah. black saber. Technically, it's not a lightsaber. It's be- not a lightsaber, Eric. God. <laughs> but it's still among the same the same concept. Ah. So you're telling me if I, if I took hold of a real lightsaber right now, I press the on button, nothing would happen? I don't know, because they they haven't really made it clear, because I remember specifically in a couple of the episodes Mm -hmm. in Clone Wars that they said that only force wielders can wield a lightsaber. Oh, frack that then. Give me a blaster. Yeah. I'll go the old-fashioned way. (laughs) um, What were we talking about? Oh, the the power of two and why they would do that. I just don't understand why they would want to, because even in the prequels, you had Darth Maul and Mm -hmm. Count Dooku, and General Grievous, why not just keep them all under the same umbrella? Well, they died. They, they died immediately. Well, yeah, but in Phantom Menace, there was only Darth Maul and the Emperor. Maybe after the end of the Phantom Menace, Palpatine realized, oh shit, I need more followers. And then, if we want to get into it even more, mm-hmm. Darth Maul dies, then Count Dooku steps in. Yep. Dooku. Count Dooku dies at the beginning of the third one, and then General Grievous steps in. General Grievous then dies, and then Anakin ends up stepping in. I don't think Palpatine really considered uh, Grievous' successor. Well, I, I don't. Anakin. I don't think so either. He just was a robot that could wield four lightsabers. Yeah, which which he stole from. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool concept that he would kill a Jedi and steal a lightsaber. lightsaber that yeah, cool. that was pretty awesome. But like. Logically speaking, the Jedi should have obliterated them no problem because they had so many more Jedi than there were Sith. There are theories about the Jedi, and one YouTube follower I follow, uh, Generation Tech, it's, it's, he's pretty good at bashing the Jedi, which you might you might enjoy. Talk about how like they're, they're too bloated and they're not really... Um, what was the armor he used? Like, you know, it's supposed to be, like, perfectly balanced and everything and, like, without emotion. 
Yeah. You can't be like that when you interact with, like, average people every day. I mean, True. it's in the temple, but then you go outside and you deal with... Like, it's something like the, the Jedi became originally what... No, the, the Jedi lost their way from what their original purpose was in life. And I've, been, I've heard mm-hmm. theories about the Jedi Order was bloated by the time of the Galactic... Like, the, the Separatist War and how... That that's kind of the reason why mm-hmm. Jedi couldn't most of the Jedi couldn't figure out. Hey, our clones are gonna betray us. Right. They're not that as smart as like previous Jedi. Well, it's funny that you're talking about that because all I'm thinking is mm-hmm. how in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. orcs are elves that become corrupt. So what you were just explaining between the Jedi and the Sith is the same concept. Yeah. Um, but I I think the most logical thing and what I want in mm-hmm. another trilogy. Is you got to go back to the very beginning mm-hmm. with the Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. going with Darth Magus and Darth Raven. Mm-hmm. And you they should really explain like the Jedi temples and the Sith temples because in uh, Rebels and in Clone mm-hmm. Wars, they show scenes in both, both yeah, places because the Sith have a place to worship mm-hmm. too. Um, what I don't want... I. And that that's like a, like a trilogy that I'd want. Mm-hmm. Now you know very well that they're gonna have the TV shows in anthology films like they've been doing. Yep. I kind of hope that they don't just keep jumping around with these anthology films because it doesn't make it doesn't fit in with the story as well. Because we're on what episode nine? Yep. And we just got a Rogue One, which went all the way back to like before four and then you have solo which is undisclosed one yeah and then you just you go on to the next movie and you're like oh we're gonna just jump like a couple hundred years in the future that could happen dude you, well, you laugh but i i think what they should do is like if they introduce a character in the films like a boba fett or yeah. whatever they should have an anthology film in that same time frame with that character so that it fits with the trilogy. Yeah, true. I don't I kind of don't like the jumping around thing. Jump around, jump, jump, jump. Yeah, it I I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes dollars and cents. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> but I think I think you go with the Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know anything else. I don't I don't I haven't like I said before, I don't really read any of the fan stuff or the the non-canonical things. All the fan theories. So I don't know where else you could go with a new trilogy other than Knights of the Old Republic. Now, I would love my geek my ultimate geek mm-hmm. film would be a version of uh Force Unleashed with Darth Vader and his apprentice, but yeah. that that wouldn't make any sense at all. Well, I was going to go with Calicatarn, but because they retconned everything, he no longer exists. And then, um, what game had the twins? Star, uh, his name was literally Starkiller. Star, wasn't that the Force Unleashed? Nah, was it? I don't think so. Like Starsky and Hutch? No, because I remember when Force Awakens came out. Mm Mm-hmm. And they they named it Starkiller Base. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And then I went back, and one of the game characters was named Starkiller. I thought that was, I thought that was it, the Force Unleashed. I, it might be. But then I remember there being a brother. Was there a brother in Force Unleashed? I don't think so. Maybe a clone? Maybe a clone. I don't know. But I think that would be my ultimate like geek movie, other than like 
what Rebels could have had that didn't, which was a battle between Darth Maul and Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. Though the Darth Vader versus Ahsoka fight was awesome. And I'd like to I'd I'd like to see somehow I don't know how they would do it, but have a movie with a live action Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, who who'd you want to play her though? I don't know. I don't think it. Yeah, actually, it does matter. She's Bay for the Star Wars. She was by far one of the best characters that the cartoon introduced. Yes, because they introduced they developed her at yes in Clone Wars and and Rebels. she w- she ended up being a uh, neutral. Yeah, well, was she with white run? lightsabers. Yes. Um, I don't. I haven't finished Rebels yet, so I don't know if they oh, bring okay. her back. The last um, time I, last time I remember in Rebels was she was in hiding again. I won't uh, say anything then. Yeah, I'll, I I just started season. Was it four? Yep. Um, la- uh, yesterday. So. Good times. What do you want in the future of the Star Wars? You want my honest answer or my bullshit? I want your honest answer. All right. You know what? I wouldn't mind if they did like a, a trilogy about like the Rebel Alliance itself. You know, you know, because we've only ever gotten um, like one version of like the, the Civil War, like for the Skywalkers or if they did movies like Rogue One, I think that would, in, that would get a lot more fans involved. Maybe not like specifically Rogue One because you can only see like three different right. movies. So you would want it like within the main timeline just not focused on jedi yeah because I, th- I think the the problem for me is uh, you know jedi are great and everything and but i love them but uh every movie has to have every star wars film has to have like the jedi you know force and all that like that's great but like 99 percent of the the galactic population do not have any force abilities or true no so they're jedi like just do uh, movies about like people Average people surviving. Well, I would... Like, going back to that, though, mm-hmm. I think the reason why they focused on Jedi... It, well, the, uh, in the original trilogy, anyway, mm-hmm. the prequel overdid it. But in the original trilogy, they made it seem like every time a lightsaber was drawn, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, like, a significant scene. Right. Like, supposed to stand out. Wow, the prequels kind of just did all the time, yeah, so it wasn't special anymore. I got a lightsaber. You get a lightsaber. You get a lightsaber. Right. Everyone gets a lightsaber. Um, but but again, there were characters in those that I wish were fleshed out even more. Like Plo Koon's my favorite, and they barely give him screen time. Yeah, but he was cool. I don't. I I Ayla Sakura. Yeah, right. And, and what was the guy who like twice. had the weird shaped head with the ponytail? The older looking dude. Oh, that guy. Yeah, oh, was it? I forgot what his name was. Or, uh, Shock T. Shock T, yeah. Yeah, she was cool. But, but. they kind of, she went like a punk in, uh, the lead scene in, uh, French of the Sith wasn't happy about. See, I don't know, though, like, that concept sounds interesting, mm-hmm. like, Star Wars movies without Jedi. Yeah. Or well, Sith. Could we get, like, a movie, like, about Wedge Antilles and, like, the world pilots? Because for me, like, I liked Wedge because... He wasn't a main character, but he was a recurring character. He was important. Right. I, I don't <laughs> In real life, that's what I would be. I would not be like a, a main. True. You know. You'd be off to the side. Yeah. I just think that the time frame has been used way too much with the movies and TV yeah. shows. That I would like to see a different time period. But what what time period could we go with? Besides, before. like, way like, before. Way before. You but, could have like a trilogy where like. 
the planets are just starting to connect under one government. Ooh, that could be good. Because, like, with the nine movies, a galactic whatever has already been established, and all the planets know about one another. Hell, every movie, there's, like, five or six cuts to different planets. Yeah. What if we went to a time frame where, like, if we planets did, were starting to recognize life on other planets, and we if, go with that? If we did that, did you really, do you want to uh, have more political discussion, like, in episode one? No, I, I don't think I'd want that. But that would have to be a required thing, though. I can. This could work. It could make us like um, Manchurian Candidate or uh, the West, the, the West Wing, in Star Wars. Well, I'm trying to figure out any other like movie franchise or anything that really did focus on that time period before everything was set. Okay. Like, I, I I got a theory. Do you know how they're releasing a movie about Ferrari with uh, Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah, with Christian Bale and yeah. Matt, Matt Damon. What what if what if all right? And, and, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous already, but continue. <laughs> That's going to be great. Okay, what if that they did the same thing in Star Wars, but with pod racing? Oh God, <laughs> no! It'd, it'd that be great. Could, that could be like a TV episode, though. That'd be kind of cool. Like, what if the Mandalorian goes and and has to to fight for a bounty by winning a pod race? Yeah, it, you know what? <laughs> he, he would sound like uh, Christian Bale. Oh God. I'm not the body owner of the galaxy deserves, but what that needs right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't think of a single science fiction franchise that dove into before everything was settled on a galactic level. Because Star, Star Wars. Well, in general, because Star Trek, Star Trek is already, like, predetermined, right? Like, in the original series, all the planets are... In the original series, Star Trek, the Federation was already established. Yeah. And... A spin-off series, Enterprise, it goes back to when after humanity first achieved warp flight, and that's like okay. the beginning of the Federation. Gotcha. So okay. you, we definitely could do something like that. That then, I'd be okay with that'd be interesting. Granted, I had a had a lot of problems with Enterprise, and if you ever talk to a Trekkie, it is very divided about about that that that, that show. So yeah, yes. I think I that. think a majority of Star Wars fans though want Knights of the Old Republic in can only picture Star Wars going in that direction because I don't I can't think of any other idea really that would be solidified that they can do unless they want to set up another Skywalker thing which I'm totally against and we're, we're, you you're talking like for a main audience right so it can't be yeah like, okay for a main audience because mm. I I mean granted like and this this goes into the debate of mm. what is Star Wars is Star Wars Skywalkers like a lot of people think or is it something completely different i always assume star i always thought star wars was a story about good versus evil well yeah true but at the center of that good versus evil is the skywalkers so Mm. is star wars skywalkers or does skywalkers fall under the umbrella of star wars Oof, damn because a lot of people think that you really can't have star wars without the skywalkers because you know, you saw the reception of Solo. That didn't do a whole lot. Rogue One was still widely accepted, but you can make the argument that there was a Skywalker in it because Darth Vader was at the end. Oh, yeah, but he wasn't. Well, he wasn't like central to the plot. True, but at the same time, he was still there, mm-hmm. and the plot of the movie affected the Skywalker saga. Hmm. And then, of course, you have the 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 TV shows, and they all have freaking. Un- have you seen them all, like Rebels, Clone Wars? I've seen Rebels, I've seen Clone Wars. I have not seen, what is it, Forces of Destiny? 
Yeah. I haven't seen that one. About resi- isn't there one Resistance was another one. I didn't see that one either because I think it was a YouTube specific. And I don't think that... I I looked like at the trailer for it. The animation didn't look all that great either. Yeah. Okay. Probably chubbed down. Oh, you know what they could do? It could be a crossover. Maybe we could cross over Star Wars with Star Trek. That's just like saying a Marvel versus DC crossover, except goes back I, even further. And I want to see Marvel versus DC crossover in the future. That's never gonna happen. Never. Never. Never gonna happen. No. Even, even the powers that will at Mar uh, Disney will not be able to do that. Damn you, Disney! <laughs> I don't Warner think. Brothers. I don't think that'll ever happen. All right, I, what, what, what about uh, like a Star Wars Marvel crossover? Huh? Huh? I don't think I'd want to see that, though. No? You don't want to see Captain America wielding a lightsaber? <laughs> no, I don't. I think that would be kind of stupid. I'm sure there's some really bad fan fiction out there about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. No, no. Well, I mean, they do, because they have freaking a, a crossover with Darth Vader and Batman. Oh, yeah. Okay. I totally missed that one. But, um... I, I don't know, dude. Honestly, after that, because... I don't know, like I don't know what they're doing with Ryan Johnson, like the next three movies in like the near future after Episode Nine. See, I think I don't know. I think Star Wars is Jedi versus Sith. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Skywalker's. I think it can be anything. Maybe we could have something in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, because it's like a thirty-year gap. Maybe you could do something. You have the like- Mandalorian. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, all right. But is it going to cover cover that? I don't know. It depends on how long the show goes. Yeah, all right. Because I, 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 don't, I don't see the Mandalorian being key to, like, the establishment of the First Order or no, the Resistance. No, I don't think so either. He might have a minor role to play. But, I, I mean, I think a movie about, like, the Hut gang versus the Bounty Hunters would be kind of cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they're going to go with that with the Mandalorian eventually, but... That'd be a cool story to tell, but I don't think that could be a three-movie nah. trilogy. I'm not a big fan of the Huts. They're all they're all uh, scumbags, slimy. But that that's what makes them interesting, though. Yeah, and you might not like them, but it's an aspect of the Star Wars universe that's kind of interesting and really hasn't like dove deep at dove, all. Yeah. Really, I mean, you have more of it in the cartoons, but still, you don't know the full establishment. Because those uh, are yeah, because those of you who haven't watched Clone Wars, there's a a whole gang of huts. There's not just Jabba. There's others as well. Gardula and all that. Yeah, I mean, I never had a true interest in them, but it was it was kind of interesting. It was kind of just there. A lot of fans do because they had that uh, one scene in Return of the Jedi where uh, Princess Leia's in the golden bikini. Yeah, hmm, yeah, um, yeah. I think. That would be the only other interesting movie, but again, Man- Mandalorian will probably cover that at some yeah. point. Yeah, all right. Hmm. It all it all points to freaking. Um, Dude, this is hard because you you're kind of right. Like, no matter what you do with the main movies, you can't talk about, not talk about the Skywalker's. Yeah, uh, and I, that's why I think you have to go Knights of the Old Republic because there's iconic characters in that time True. frame that could replace the Skywalkers. I don't know anybody on the good side, mm-hmm. but I know Darth Magus, who is the Emperor's um, master, right? I, I believe... So. Oh, Plagueis? Plagueis, there you go. There's Plagueis, there's Raven, Ravon, I don't know. Who's Ravon again? He... He was just—he was a badass that wielded two lightsabers. Okay. Who wore a mask? Okay. Well, that's kind of like Darth Vader too, but he was—he was different. I don't. 
I haven't played the games in a while, so I don't remember specifically okay. who he was, but he was under um, Plagueis as well. Hmm. But there was like a slew of, of Sith back in that, that time frame that fought a group of Jedi. I just don't remember the Jedi. You could go with a young Yoda, too, to bring yeah. Yoda back, another fan favorite. Or a young Mace Windu, because I want to see... Uh... Young, I want to see Sam Jackson again. Yeah, depending on how far back you go. Gwygon. I'd like to see yeah. more about Gwygon, too. Okay, so nowadays, every time I think of Liam Neeson, I don't think it was Qui-Gon. I think of him as uh, Brian Mills from Taken. Yeah, and that's true. Do another crossover idea, huh? No. <laughs> Qui-Gon no. Mills. I would take a set of skills. <laughs> or I was even thinking crossover with Narnia because he's the lion in Narnia. Oh, yeah. a, a lion that holds a lightsaber. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that's where you have to go. There's no other logical, unless you come up with something completely new. I mean, if anybody has an idea what they think the direction's going to go in. Yeah, let us, let us know. know. Yeah. Message us. Comment on this episode. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you would want from Star Wars or where they could go. If you missed anything, yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with my Star Wars Star Trek crossover. Fingers crossed. Oh, there would be so many wars. So, so many wars. That is the beauty of of that, man. I get so many fans riled up. No, no, no. It sales. <laughs> Do you have a quote for us today, sir? Uh, we should probably pick a Star Wars quote, man. I got one in mind. All right. Go first, man. I'll, you show yours, I'll show you mine. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no. We're not doing that. Do or do not. There is no try. I like that. And here's my favorite quote. Who's more foolish? The fool or the fool that follows? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> my last question to you before we wrap up. Yes. Who shot first? <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. George Lucas. Uh, oh. <laughs> Creative. As a way out of that question. It's Han all the way. It's Han? Yes, Han always did you first. All right. All right. Well, you're... that is our Star Wars discussion. Yep. Don't forget to give us some, uh, some suggestions. Keep on listening to us. Keep on supporting us. We're going to keep going. Yep. We love the support. And we look forward to um, hearing from you guys. So thanks for listening, guys. Bye for now. And may the force be with you. May the Schwartz be with you.